Welcome to the Mostly Potted at Night. Mostly, I am Salem, joined by my co-host Graveyard. Hello. This is episode 12 of our weekly All Things Horror podcast. This is part two of our four-part series on the Halloween franchise and all of its multiple timelines. Uh, this episode we'll call the Laurie Strode Timeline 1, uh, or as I like to call it, the Rapper Timeline. <laughs> um, so <clears throat> we're going to go over each movie. We're going to go over the first two just a quick um, recap, just to um, you know get us in the mood for, for H2O. Um, so, Great Irish, you want to give us a recap for the first Halloween of 1978? Yes. Yeah, so, we'll, so, we'll do quick recaps. We don't need to go in there 15, 20 minute spiels on it. But essentially, what we need to know is, um, you know, 1963, a six year old Michael Myers kills his sister in their house, gets institutionalized for um, 15 years, eight years, trying to be reached to seven years, trying to be locked up forever. Um, in 1978, Halloween night, he escapes, goes to Haddonfield, starts stalking our protagonist, Laurie Strode. Um, we kind of see her going through her day-to-day life for Halloween. She drops off the key. So her dad's a real estate agent at the old Myers house where the murder happened 15 years previously. Uh, we get a lot of stabbing shots with her friends and, you know, our kind of first point of view of a killer, um, following her around with her friends um she babysits tommy which you know um and her friend babysits Lindsay, which will come and play in other timelines and recaps um and then her two best friends and one of their boyfriends get murdered um michael myers comes for her she gets a cut in the arm falls down the stairs um, meanwhile, we're seeing Dr. Loomis, you know, trying to hunt down his patient as he's escaping, just failing miserably at understanding his patient he had for 15 years. <laughs> he fails at a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he does. Um, and so, you know, there's kind of a final showdown with the final girl, Lori Strode. She, you know, stabs Michael Myers in the neck with a needle he gets up we realize okay he can take a little bit of pain um doc you know kids go out screaming that she's babysitting dr loomis comes in and while you know she pulls off his mask while he's putting it back on dr loomis shoots him once he staggers back in the room then he's just standing there heavy breathing he shoots him five more times all that you know as movie physics tell you when you get shot you go backwards obviously and Kind of falls off the second story balcony onto the ground. Uh, Laurie Schroes asks Dr. Loomis, was that the boogeyman? He says, yes, it is. Yes, it was. He goes out there to check on him, and he's gone. Um, and for our scoring system, we're still doing number of butcher knives out of 10. I gave this movie 10 butcher knives out of 10, and Salem gave this 9 out of 10 butcher knives. Yes. Uh, okay, and then we'll go into Halloween 2. Halloween 2 uh, literally picks up at that exact moment where he you know, flies out the window, lands in the front yard. Uh, Dr. Loomis goes to check on him. He's not there. He's gone. So Dr. Loomis um, you know, runs back to the cop, uh, you know, screaming about how he shot him six times, um, and they're driving around you know, trying to look for him. Uh, meanwhile, Lori um, gets... 
you know, put in an ambulance and taken to the hospital because um, they added another stab. I don't, I don't remember it happening. I don't know she got stabbed in the arm, but she got stabbed. <laughs> they say it was like threatening in some way. Yeah. And so they need to take her to the hospital. So she goes to the hospital. She's kind of like in shock. Um, she's, you know, not, not really making a whole lot of sense. And she's mainly stays in her hospital bed for <laughs> the, the most of the rest of the movie. Um, but, uh, yeah, Dr. Loomis, they were trying to, trying to find him. Um, eventually he, um, gets pulled back to his, um, uh, what, metal hospital, sanitary, Dental, whatever you want to yeah. call it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he gets called back by the nurse, um, you know, bringing a, a marshal with him. Um, and as he is being forced to go back, um, the nurse reveals to him, you know, the, the main reason why Halloween two is a part of this timeline is that uh, Laurie Strode is actually Michael Myers, sister. And the reason that he came out was to kill her as well. Um, so of course, Dr. Loomis then decides he needs to go back to, to save Laurie. So they go back to the hospital. Um, and meanwhile, uh, Michael escapes. He goes to a school where he, um, marks up a little kid's drawing <laughs> saying that he's going to, you know, get Lori or whatever. Um, he, he writes her, no, he writes Sam Hain on the chalkboard in blood. Yeah. He stabs the the kid's drawing with his knife or something that he Through stole sister, from an old yeah. lady. Yeah. They stole from an old lady making a sandwich. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so essentially then he goes to the hospital. Um, and then a lot of, um, deaths ensue at the hospital. He kills doctors, he kills nurses, he kills paramedics. Um, and eventually, um, he, uh, <clears throat> makes his way to Lori, um, you know, kind of back and forth occurs. She leaves and tries to hide. Um, he goes outside and finds her. That's when she sees like, you know, the power has been cut. The phones are out. He slashed all the tires of all cars in the parking lot. So there's no way out. Um, and then as she's going back in, that's when Dr. Loomis finally gets there. Um, and then they have another standoff where, um, the Marshall and him shoot him a bunch of times. And, you know, they think he's dead. And of course the, the, the Marshall goes check on him. He gets back up, like kills the Marshall. Um, and then, uh, Dr. Loomis and, and Lori are like running and escaping. He's like chasing him through the hospital. They end up going into a, like a surgery room or something. Um, and there, and, and Lori ends up shooting him in the eyes and blinding him. And he's swinging his knife all wildly around. Um, and then they figure out that if they open up these canisters of oxygen and ether, the hissing is like, you know, making him swing his knife in that direction. So they kind of do that back and forth to where Lori gets out of the room. Um, and then Dr. Loomis, um, tries to sacrifice himself um, and, uh, you know, get him to come by the ether and then he lights a lighter and they explode. Um, and then that's it. And the credits roll is where they show like Michael's burning face and mask. But the main thing we need to get from that is that uh, he is her Lori Strode's brother. Yes. Um, I think that's it. Did I miss anything? You want, no, that's it. Do you want to give the knives? Yes. Uh, and then you gave this movie a nine butcher knives out of 10 rating. Um, and then I gave it a seven out of 10 butcher knives rating. Yes. <clears throat> um, and then uh, we, we swing into uh, H2O. H2O 
Um, obviously disregards four, five, and six and starts its own timeline. It goes, you know, one, two, and then H2O. Um, so this one, the movie came out in 1998. Yes. Um, but, um, you know, so it's 20 years later, hence the title H2O. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it comes out in 1998. And then I'll, I'll let you <laughs> go through the plot. Yes. So, you know, we always call it, and I'm just going on the name, we always call it H2O, which it's not O, it's a zero. So it should be H20 or H20. Uh, you know, I, I've heard it different ways, but usually I think the unanimous thing is H2O. Yes. Um, which is weird, but whatever, right? That's the way I like it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> I've been calling it H2O since it came out. So, <laughs> I, <laughs> um, so the plot of this, like I said, it's very heavy on one and two. So that's why you know, we're skipping even three. It's three's its own miscellaneous timeline. Um, so we start we start off with um, <clears throat> the the nurse that's in Halloween one and Halloween two. Um, she is she's in like Langdon, Illinois, which is. I'm pretty sure it's also a made-up town, but that's re- probably relatively close to Haddonfield, which is also made up in Illinois. Yep. I don't think Lagden is a town in Illinois. I it is not. Okay. So they made another fictitious town um, yep. for this movie. Um, so it is uh, the nurse, like I said, who was the nurse in 1 and 2 that went with Dr. Loomis that came and docked Dr. Loomis. You know, she's coming home from a shift and she notices that her porch light is broken and that her door is kind of ajar. Um, she goes in a little bit um, and she doesn't, you know, she gets a little, a little scared, right? So she goes to her next door neighbor's house. Where there's two teenage boys, one played by Joseph Gordon Levitt. Yeah. Um, not introducing him. Yeah, a baby Joseph Gordon Levitt. I mean, we're, we're in season two or three of Third Rock from the Sun at this point. So, I mean, he's about 15, 16, probably. Yeah. But yeah, he's, yeah. he's a minor still. Yes. Um, you know, so she goes, Hey, you know, I'm calling, you know, I want to call the cops. And, you know, Joseph Gordon Levitt's character, um, goes hey uh hey i'm gonna go check it out his friend's like no no you go ahead i'll i'll stay here in case you need help (laughs) um so he's kind of going through the house uh he goes like he's he's searching everything he brings his hockey stick because he's proud that he's been what suspended or five times for using the high stick or something in hockey um searches searching the house uh, goes into her office and it is completely destroyed, like torn up and all this stuff. Um, and then he goes into the kitchen, uh, just poking around, get some really crap beer from the fridge to, to bring back like two bottles, you know, and, uh, you know, the classic sewing, uh, ironing board that's in the closet comes out. He swings his hot stick knocks over a couple of pots and pans and doesn't see anything else wrong. He goes, yeah, you know, they did a, they really went and did a number, you know, did stuff in your office. They really did a big number 
on the kitchen. I like that he says that. He's only knocked over a couple of hanging pots and pans. He's nobody's fool. He knows the score. <laughs> right. Um, and she seemed really concerned about her office, right? She goes back in there, thinks everything's, you know, fine. There's no power. And, you know, she sees that she has this file or a folder that says Lori Strode and it's empty. Um, dun, dun, dun. right. Yeah. So, uh, I believe she gets, you know, the wind kind of, the doors open, the wind kind of there. She gets scared, goes back, and finds the two young men killed. And then Michael Myers is there. And while she's being, trying to fight him, the cops show up at her house because they had called the cops. They're investigating. She breaks the window open. Michael Myers, or Michael Myers slits her throat and kills her in the other house. Um... And then uh, cops and, like, detectives come in. You know, then they see, like, the uh, Pepe Silva wall of Dr. Loomis's notes and everything. And we get, you know, voiceover by Dr. Loomis going over everything he said kind of in previous Halloween 1 and 2. Um, they said, oh, this it can't be Michael Myers. He's too old. But in reality, he'd only be 41 years old. At this point, <laughs> um, you know, and the cops like Michael Myers. Yeah, right. You know, and it kind of we get the big John Carpenter thing. We zoom in the in the mask of uh, Mike Myers. Oh, also in the office, there's a, I believe, the picture of Doctor Loomis was smashed. Like he, like she became Doctor Loomis's nurse later on showing that he survived that explosion even then, because why would she still have that stuff 20 years later? Right. It's bizarre that they did that, right? Right. It's bizarre. That, like, why would Dr. Lewis even have to survive? You don't even have to have him live. But I get whatever. Right. I mean, I mean, Donald Pleasance died while doing Curse of Michael Myers. So it was still kind of showing his legacy. It's still a way to have his character there. And he still clearly lived, because why would why was there a big emphasis on him 20 years later if he died in that fire so right. i i took it as he survived and still continued to do research on michael myers for until he died say in, in real life three years previously right um so then we get like a haunting dream a point of view of someone going through a school and you can tell it's a dream sequence and someone writes Laurie Strode on the chalkboard and knife through, I believe, Josh Hartnett's picture. Yep. And then we see Laurie Strode wake up screaming. It's all a nightmare, blah, 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 right? Um, you know, she gets up, she goes, you know, for coffee and vodka, as you do. And we are introduced to our uh to Jonathan, to John, John, as she says it a lot in the movie, like that. Uh, Laurie, Laurie Strode's, but in this time, she's as she's Carrie Tate. Um, you know, she's like, you know, here's your dad birthday card from you. It's a couple months late, but he still had it. Happy seventeenth, and you know, her son's talking about going to to Yosemite. 
Um, yeah, it's like a school field trip. Yeah, they're at a private school, a private high school, where they have on-campus housing, on-campus staff. She's the headmistress of the school. Um, and he really wants to go because all his friends are going. And she goes, not today, John, not today. Um, you know what day it is? And it's like, you know, you know, Michael Myers, that was 20 years ago. He's dead, blah, blah, blah. Um, oh, I've got to mention that after the cops come, we see Michael Myers take a muscle car. He finds his way to driving to California. He makes a stop at a rest stop. Uh, his tires are completely worn from his 1,200-mile drive. <laughs> right. <laughs> I can um, imagine him stopping for gas. <laughs> right, but his ti- mask. twelve hundred miles destroys tires completely. I don't think so. You can go two thirds of the country on the same pair of tires. Well, I think I think they were just trying to show that he was nonstop. You know, just yeah, just continued to keep going no matter what happened. Yeah. Um, and you know, there's a mother and daughter that go to a rest stop. They had to use the boys' room because the girls is locked. And Michael Myers comes in, takes the keys, and. You know, you think, oh, he's going to kill the mother and child. No, he just takes the keys and drives this, I don't know what, 1945 pickup truck. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know why that was an improvement from what he had, but. Right. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so back to that, you know, know, we get the, we get introduced to Josh Hartnett and his group of friends, you know, the the new high schoolers um, and all that stuff, right? Uh, Carrie Tate now, aka Lori Strode, is a teacher, and they're talking. And this is where I got confused. They're talking about Frankenstein, the book, right? Right. And so it's kind of the same thing that Josh Hartman's girlfriend looks out the window, and through the gate, she sees Michael Myers standing there, like in the English class, just like Lori Strode had in the first Halloween. Um, and they're talking about fate and determination. That is, you know who was the real monster and they had to have, they had to have this showdown in the book, Frankenstein, you know, kind of big, heavy plot detailer there. Right. Right. Um, so, you know, all the other, his three other friends are all not going to Yosemite. Um, you know, he sneaks out, tries to get all the stuff. She's still heavily drinking. Um, we get to meet her, Boy toy, you know, uh, who's also a teacher there. You know, they're getting serious, and she's just having flash. She's seen Michael Myers kind of everywhere she's at, and she, her, her methodology is to close her eyes, and he disappears, right? Kind of like a silent count to ten in your head. It's all in your head type deal. Um, and this class is getting let out. She gives a permission slip to to John to say, hey, you can go ahead and go. You know, this is all behind us, right? Um, so we see all the students and all the staff leave, except for we have our security guard, played by L. Cool J. We have Carrie Tate. We have her boyfriend, and we have Josh Hartnett, his girlfriend, his friend, and his girlfriend. Everyone else is gone from the campus. Um, and, and as far as we, as far as... Lori Strode knows her son went on the bus and everything's okay. You know, saying, hey, call me, call me, call me when you get there. And when you think you called too much, call once more. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, 
um, she's having sexy time with with her boyfriend. Um, and once again, you know, she, she's drinking as she's become an alcoholic. And it's kind of alluded to that, you know, her husband left because of alcohol and the pills and all that jazz couldn't deal with her. Uh, and then she tells her boyfriend, hey, I'm Laurie Strode. You know, that Michael, you know, she talks about, you know, 20 years ago, Halloween night, someone escaped from a mental hospital and killed, you know, three teenagers yeah, we know Mike Myers. Well, that's me. I faked my death. And now I'm the, you know, the head of a prestigious school. Right. Headmistress. Um, headmistress, yes. Yes. Uh and the four high school students are scavenging the cafeteria for all cafeteria food to have a party of their own Halloween night, celebrating by listening to Creed. Uh, <laughs> yes, but they had to skip Meat Love Monday and Turkey Tuesday. The Tuesday, right? Yeah. And the girl that said that looks like she can use a sandwich says she eats nonstop. I don't believe it. <laughs> oh, and what was her line? I hope you still love me when I'm big and dumpy. <laughs> yeah, I like fat girls. Oh, it's so Renaissance of you. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, and Josh Hartnett's girlfriend is Michelle Williams, which is not. Her. Her introduction, she's done a couple things before, but I said this is Josh Hartman's first movie. Yep. Um, meanwhile, uh, a truck, LL Cool J is pitching his um, romance novels to his wife or girlfriend over the phone. We never see her. And the pickup truck shows up at the gate and, you know, it's running. He goes out there and when he starts to look at it, it just turns off. He ran out of gas. And there's a security code to open the gate. He opens the gate, looks around. Michael Myers gets in. He doesn't see anything. He goes, huh, weird. There's just a truck there. Um, anyway, the friends realize that they're eating, that they got wine, and they didn't bring a bottle opener. They brought trays and trays and trays of food. And not the bottle opener for their one bottle of wine that they shoplifted when they went out of town at lunch that day. Priorities, man. Right. Yeah. So um, the other guy went up there. He's like, oh, I'll go get it. And, you know, he disappears for, I don't know, 10 minutes-ish. Uh, well, yeah, because, yeah, they cut to, I think, the other scene... Um, and that other scene is like, yeah, it's like a good 10 minutes long before they cut back to go yeah. look for him. Yeah. yeah. So his girlfriend goes looking for him and <clears throat> she can't find him. And he, you know, does the whole ha ha happy Halloween scared thing. Right. Um, he's like, oh, it's not here. I'm going to go up. And he uses a dumb waiter to go between floors to go up a level to get the uh, wine opener. He goes up there. Yeah. Yeah. He goes up there. He sees it, drops it into the garbage disposal, and then for some reason turns it on to verify the switch works. Right. Um, Then we get kind of a point of view from inside the garbage disposal as he's sticking his hand in there while he's watching, you know, the light switch. Right. Now, this is is an odd shot because... 
I mean, that's like to set that shot up. That's that's like money, right? Yeah. I don't know why they bothered to do that. Like I uh, thought for sure somebody was going to get ground up in that thing, right? And it was it. They just showed his hand fumbling around trying to get the wine bottle, the the, the bottle opener. And that was it. Right, and you think if they're good students and they realize you can just use a screw and a screwdriver, they're in maintenance area and just pop it open and not have to worry about all this crap. Haven't we they're all high, opened? They're high school kids. Haven't we all opened a bottle of wine the the not right way just because of necessity? Well, I wasn't fancy enough to have wine, dude. No. <laughs> I couldn't I'm tell just, you. I'm just saying. Um, when when we were drinking wine, we were drinking Boone's Farm, which has a twist off top. Or from a box, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I, we don't have to worry about no corks. Yeah. Um. So he, you know, Michael Myers goes there. He turns around, and then we get the worst looking Michael Myers mask because the lighting was so bad. They decided to do a CG mask for Michael Myers. Is that what it is? Yeah. Because it's CG. I like. Well, I was looking at it, and it looks like it doesn't look CG, but it looks like. Uh, a a bad mask that they tried to airbrush, yeah, to make it look like it had shadows or something. But it like with the lighting, like you contours, can obviously, yeah, right. You can obviously see that it was just airbrushed on, and it looks super fake. It looks, I was like reminded of how um like some like like cheesy Japanese horror movies are, yeah, like where they have those really white masks that like don't get shadows right, right. You know, and they're supposed to be creepy, but it reminded me of that. Well, see, that's what happened. It didn't get the shadows right, so they actually used CG for that mask. They had the mask. They shot it, and it was, this looks like shit. Let's do CG on there and make it airbrushed to have cheekbones. Yeah, because, like, <laughs> seriously, when you look at it, it just looks like a white mask that they airbrushed lines on to make it look like it had more substance than it did. Yeah. No, don't get me wrong. It was on for a whole three seconds, and that three seconds was enough to see how horrible it was. Yeah, like yeah, I was even I noticed that I didn't like I don't even give a shit about his mask, but I was like, wow, that looks bad. <laughs> like, right. that is terrible. Right. And then the first time I watched this, I never noticed it. It's only been the past couple like ten years when people pointed out, I'm like, oh crap, yeah, that's right. Like, holy crap, that's bad. This is the this is the first time I ever watched it, and nobody told me that at the time, <laughs> and I saw it. I was like blind you know it's clear as day i mean i watched it on vhs so maybe it didn't matter yeah. then. well that's gonna be one of my complaints for the next one yeah um so then we see we see him and then we don't see what happens to the guy right um and also the dumb where comes down the girlfriend is still on the floor waiting oh she opens it up his head's down opens up and looks like the Bottle opener was used on his neck. Which I don't know how the you know, I don't think bottle openers work horizontally like that. <laughs> I don't yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um and then, you know, she she turns around and Michael Myers is there. She she's like trying to escape and she goes in the dumb raider, gets in there and starts to call it up. She gets stabbed in the leg pretty deep. Yeah, it was a good, it was a good stab. Yeah, and she's going up there, and you know he goes, he, 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 you know, point of view of him looking up, and she's trying to get out. Somehow her legs got stuck under her bo- dead boyfriend. Yeah, Michael Myers cuts the rope, and it severely crushes her leg because that's the only part that you can get out, like to the bone crush, right? Yeah, it, it, yeah, it was like 
flapping. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was like hanging off. Right. Um, then, you know, she's crawling away. He comes up, uh, puts his foot on her neck and stabs her multiple times in the head. And we hear screaming. And somehow they hear it while listening to Creed and making out uh, in the basement. Oh, um, well, yeah. I mean, you ever hear women women scream like super loud, especially like high school girl age? Yeah, you can hear it through walls, man. I mean, I'd, I'd try to hear anything else through Creed. <laughs> <laughs> um, meanwhile, you know, they're talking, you know, Laura Strode slash Carrie Tate and her, and her boy toy. You know, she's like, something's wrong. You know, are they at Yosemite now? She looks at, oh, uh, she tries to use the phone. The phone lines are dead. Tries the other phone in the house. And believe it or not, that phone line's also dead because I'm pretty sure it's the same phone line. Well, hey, back in the day of cordless <laughs> phones, sometimes the cordless phone would be out of batteries or something. So you'd have to go check the other one to make sure it wasn't just that phone. So I'd defend her. Well, I, I never had cordless phones growing up. My parents had the rotary phones for most of my life. Oh, well, I mean, we had a rotary phone, too, but we did have a cordless phone. Um, She goes in his closet and sees his backpack still there. She gets a gun, and they're going to start looking for the kids, right? You'd think she'd have a better gun. Yes, I would agree. I mean, that, that was like <laughs> like your cheap Saturday night special junk gun that she had. But right. Um, so uh, Josh Hartnett and Michelle Williams go and, oh, sorry, John and Molly hmm. go investigate. They see Blood Trail. They, you know, turn on go in the closet and she's uh whatever her name is i don't remember her name she's that unimportant to me um Ooh. the other girl i thought wait who what his girlfriend no molly's his girlfriend the other girl that got killed oh i don't that was hanging up by the light bulb because you know we yeah, all know hanging light bulbs are that strong well she's a human light bulb now right yeah essentially <laughs> um, and you know they go crap um, they're trying to get away. Mike Myers starts chasing them. Uh, you know, they can't, they don't, they lose track of him. He pops up from above. He had the high ground. Uh, he stabs Josh Hartnett in the leg. Uh, Michelle Williams slash Molly gets a good clock on him with a rock. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, that's fair. And so uh, they they go to a gate. They're trying to get the keys because you have to fumble with keys. Keys. Uh, and you have to. Right. Right. Um, how, else, how else are you going to build suspense right. without not knowing what key does at the opening of the lock? Right. So they get into this gate that the door inside is locked, and she drops the keys on the outside of the gate. Mike Myers tries reaching through this very flimsy gate. And slash him, but he doesn't reach them. Then he starts going through the keys. Uh, so, you know, Laura Schroed sees them and lets them in. And then Michael Myers gets through the gate and they stare at each other. He does a little hell tilt and you have to through the, what, porthole, essentially. Right. On the door. And she pulls out the gun, goes pull out her really crappy gun from her pants, and he's gone. 
Right. What was also significant is that was the first time that she like actually saw him. Right. Yeah. Realizing that he's back. Right. Um, so they're going around, you know, she, uh, hides them in the closet like she did to Lindsay and Tommy in the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, they're, they're walking, trying to find them. They find some open curtains in the area. All of a sudden, you know, they see a shadowy figure turn the corner and the boyfriend takes her gun and shoots the figure a couple of times, and it turns out to be LL Cool J. Um, missed, seemingly missed all of him, but his head was bleeding a little bit. That was a lot of it. That was, that was, a, that was a pool of blood. Yeah. He was only there for like five seconds, so. Yeah. Um, and she goes, you know, crap. Uh, so she turns around, and Mike Myers comes and does stabs her boyfriend through the back with the blade poking out, kind of like the nurse with the scalpel on, on Halloween 2, you know, to the point he's coming to blood and just, like, convulsing, like, you know, going through his nervous system. Um, She kind of, you know, she gets stabbed in the same spot, essentially, slashed in the same spot, Um, which they point out that she has that scar, right? Yeah. That little scratch she had that became the huge scratch that needs sutures and all that stuff in Halloween 2. Right, yeah. Um, she, you know, hits him with like a fire extinguisher, runs away, gets the kids out, puts them in the car, says, go down the street to whoever's house, get the cops. Um, she sends them away and then she closes the gate and then hits it, the keypad, once with a rock. Uh, does a bass move, kicks in and gets a axe. Yep. Um, so she's kind of hunting him going, Michael, and like, you know, she's becoming the, the predator, right? Kind of, she's hunting him. Um, she goes down the hallway and he's hanging from a pipe by one hand, completely out of view, but I don't think the ceilings were that high. Um, she turns around. He was, he was planking. Yeah. Uh, turns out, yeah, hits him. Yeah, hits him pretty good with the axe, very solidly. Um, then she runs away. She goes into the kitchen, starts getting knocked over like a little five-pound tray cart. <laughs> um, starts pulling butcher knives and she starts throwing them at Michael Myers like she's practiced, you know, throwing knives, but clearly she hasn't. Well, yeah. I mean, well, only well, only one stuck in the wall, but yeah, and none stuck hit Michael at all. So yeah, so Mike goes to stab her. She uses the drawer to block it. She knees him in the groin and does nothing. Um, and she escapes again, but she takes a couple knives with him with her. Um, Michael Myers trying to find her. She comes and stabs him. I don't know what eight eight ish times. I don't know. It was a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, sorry, I missed the part where she, she was hiding under tables and she stabbed him oh, with like a yeah. flagpole and he was trying to swipe and she was tricked him by kicking a chair next to the table she was already at. Yep. Um, anyway, then she stabs him. He falls onto a table that she was in the cafeteria that he was at. 
you know, the knife seems to be stuck in him. We cut it, and she's pulling a knife out all of a sudden, just, like, draped on him. Yep. And she goes to stab him again. Elokuja appears. He's, he's dead. He's dead. <laughs> um, That's right. Instead of, you know, letting her finish the job, uh, paramedics show up. They put him in the body bag. Uh, you know, she's getting attended to. You know, the corners wrapped him up. Uh, she takes a gun, takes the corner truck with Michael Myers in the body bag in the back. She's driving around watching and seeing if he's going to move. And through the body bag, he starts moving, trying to open it up. She looks back and he stops immediately. Like he knows that she's looking at him without being there. And then he does it again. He starts opening it. She finally sees it through the rear view mirror. Using, imagine using that. Uh, you know, he's attacking, she slams uh, on the brakes, he goes flying through the windshield, get up, she hits him with the... Yeah, no, I, I don't understand this, but why does he need to get up? I don't know. Why don't you just run him over with the van? Right. You're gonna that, do more damage running him over than you are hitting him from, like, a ten-foot running yeah. start, you know, like, whatever. Yeah, so she's you know hits him with the corner van, um, driving, and they go off a decent size cliff. Okay, now the beginning of that car accident is so badly done that I actually laughed out loud <laughs> because, it, like, they're like trying to drive it and it just like flops off. I mean, it flops off long before they stereotype or before yeah. they, they telegraphed where it's going, but they like, it just kind of like flops over, right? And then you can see them push it like yeah <laughs> from the other direction. But yeah, it's uh, yeah, it was like it goes sideways all of a sudden, right? Um, somehow she gets out of the rolling car. He falls down with with his best Wesley impression from Princess Bride. Uh, she manages to get out. Uh, he sees the the van coming from, turns around and gets cornered and hit pretty hard and pinned against the tree trunk. Mm-hmm. She happens to find the axe that was flung from the van. Uh you know, he's he seems a little dazed, he seems out of it, like he's touching his mask, like not knowing where he's at. And she goes, Michael, and she tries he reaches out for her, she reaches out, and she was what goes, God damn it, and then chops off his head. End of the movie. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> so um my first thoughts, I think by time between uh Curse Mike Myers have seen it. And H2O, um, I don't think there's a lot of time gap for me when this originally came out. Um, you know, for so I had watched most of them for the first time by between like 96 to 98 at this point. Uh, at the time, I thought it was a pretty good movie, I thought it was a good return to form. I never, uh, thought of it not being the same timeline, I guess, at that point in time. Um, I know this. you said this is the first time you've seen it. What were your first thoughts on this? Um, mainly, I just liked seeing all the famous people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I like seeing Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I like seeing Josh Hartnett. Um, I like seeing LL Cool J. I had no idea he was in it. Um, I mean, that was that was fun. Um, also, I was just kind of surprised because I didn't watch it 
when it came out at that time because I was kind of I kind of was falling out of horror movies at that time. Like I said, it was right. like, you know late nineties, two thousands. I just didn't really care. Yeah. Um, and this was one of the kind of the ones you know that I didn't care about at all. And everybody's like saying, "Oh, it's good." You know, it, it's it's back to you know being yeah. like true Halloween again. And I'm like, well, you know, I was never that big of a fan of Halloween anyway. I don't really care so but everybody was all hyping this movie up and how good it was and watching it now i don't know what the hell they were talking about. <laughs> i honestly don't this movie is not good i but, mean it is go ahead. but yeah but what go ahead do you think is returned to form after four five and six um i mean i think it tried to i mean but it, it was trying to copy off of other movies at the time more than it was trying to do its own thing you know what I mean? This is an obvious kind of cash grab yeah. of taking an existing character that's still pretty famous and throwing it into that realm. It's the, it's basically they're remaking Scream, or I'm not going to say the, the movie, but the, the vibe of Scream, they're remaking it with a, a known figure, right. Michael Myers. It's essentially the vibe of this movie. Well, I mean, do you think it was a necessity to return to form after Curse of Michael Myers? Like it did because Christopher Mike Miles did so poorly that they go, we have to bring back Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. I mean, and again, I don't know why they would have to change the timeline because they said that she faked her death anyway. Yes. So I don't understand why they had to go that one step further to like make sure that this isn't that same timeline. I don't, whatever. Well, it doesn't make sense. To that me. will tie into my theory. It will get well, to the end. I'm of just this. saying like that. I, it, when I was, these are the things that I was thinking of when I was watching. Yeah. <laughs> like, like why this, the, well, that doesn't make any sense. And I, there was a whole thing that I was thinking of while I was watching this. We'll get into that. Yeah. Oh, um, theory when it's theory time after yeah. <laughs> to the next movie. Here. Yeah. Uh, I have a, I have a big theory on this movie. And the uh, beginning of the next one, um, which are kind of closely related, but yeah. um, and, and and why? But right. I'll, I'll get into that later. Right. But yeah, no, it was it was good to see. Um, you know, some of these actors, like I said, Josh Hartnett in his very first Michelle role, Williams. And, yeah, a very young baby, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. You know, yeah, that's fun. Um, you know what? You know what LL Cool J means? You know what the LL and the J is? No. <clears throat> it's short for Ladies Love Cool James. Oh. Well then, LL Cool J. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, you learned now something you new. Now you do. <laughs> um, but yeah, but that's why uh, this is why I'm calling it the rapper timeline because LL Cool J is in this movie, and then uh, there is a rapper in the other movie. We'll get into that. Wow, he did this right around the time of Deep Blue Sea as well, didn't he? It's right around, right around that time. Yeah, he was trying to like starting acting. Yeah. Career. What yeah. didn't he have a, a TV show at the same time too? LL in the house. <laughs> I have no idea. Okay. If he did, I didn't watch it. I'm pretty sure he did. Um, but he's a decent actor. Like he he did a good job. You know, yeah. like this is like I mean, yeah, I mean, he could have had a, a career as an actor because he did. You know, he did. He didn't seem out of place at all. He didn't seem like a rapper trying to act. He was just a you know an actor. He did yeah. a good job. Um, and yeah, I, so. I can I like I said I've rewatched this every year. Um, and I, like I said, even even for this, I rewatched this again this weekend. Uh. And like I said, I'm not catching much new because I've watched it every year since like 1998. <laughs> All right. Um, and rewatch, you know, there there's there's flaws, and I and and with what you're saying about being scream is, you know, we had more than one person survive, which generally doesn't happen. 
in the Halloween franchise as a whole that we've seen. No, but that that like that's that's what I'm saying is yeah. they're going back to the tropes of this time period. Yeah, you know where there's always like you know the final person alive, and at the last second, the person you thought was dead comes in to save them. But like that, the, you, like every movie that came out in this time period did the same thing. The fake out death. Right. Yeah. Um. But like I said, the rewatch. Like I said, I can't get past the mask anymore now. Now that we have it in Blu-ray. Yeah. No, I was. It was one of the things I definitely noticed is that the 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 mask and and the outfit for Michael was terrible in this. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it is something I'm going to continue to watch every year in, until I die. Let's face it. So I'm for sorry. me, rewatch. I mean, would you rewatch this again? Uh, on your own free will on a long enough timeline sure is it something i'm gonna watch every year hell no okay (laughs) but do you think it has any rewatch value um i mean sure i mean again well get into my timeline i I, I would i'd watch it again to see if my timeline fits because i'm putting all the pieces together after the fact i'd like to watch it and see if they fit at that time but yeah yeah all right so lore wise do you think there's anything new? No. And they they like went out of their way to make sure there was nothing new. Correct. There was no explanation at all on how Michael could have survived. Nothing. There's no explanation of how after 20 years that right. he well, okay, I well I forgot to mention why he went after her at this point in time. He killed his sister when she was 17. He went after Lori when she was 17. And the file that he just found the day before Josh Hartnett's character was 17. So he kills people, tries to go after people when they're 17 on Halloween. Yeah, this goes, again, this goes in my theory. But I'll um, talk about it. But yeah, uh, essentially right. But yeah, there's no explanation as to how he survived. Halloween 2. Correct. There's no explanation as to why he's been missing for 20 years. Why did he wait 20 years to check the nurse's office? How did he know where like, she lived? What, right. Well, what has he been doing? Again, if this is the same timeline, it makes sense, right? Because he was like doing cult shit for a few years. You know, he was like trying to hunt his granddaughter for a few years. I mean, like this stuff, you know, he was busy doing that kind of stuff. And then when all that shit was over, then he was like, he might have heard or whatever rumor or something that she might be still alive. So then he's like, oh, let me check out the nurse. Then it would make sense as why it happened. But if you cut four, five, and six out of this timeline, it makes zero sense why he would wait 20 fucking years. Correct. And this is this is what goes into my one timeline theory, which we'll discuss. And again, but he wasn't like in a mental hospital. No. He was just gone. missing. He was yeah. just not there. Like a dude that wears coveralls and a mask and is incapable of speech and just murders everyone he meets. Right. How do you? How does he stay out of the? You know, out of the out of the uh, you know authorities' eye for twenty years. Well, when we get to the last trilogy, they'll have an explanation for that. We won't oh, get into that well, now because we're not in that point. But yeah. I also like to know if who taught him. You know, they always made a comment. Who taught him how to drive? Who taught him to read the map to get to California from Illinois? Well, yeah. I don't I mean, think he, a, I don't think he learned. Of- I don't think he learned roadmap reading. In the sanatorium. Well, again, if you follow my original Dr. Loomis version, yeah. <laughs> uh, it, he would have been a, you know, kind of 
a normal ish patient and be able to do normal ish things yeah. until Dr. Loomis got a hold of him. So I, I think the, I think then we can say there is new lore is that the new lore is at 17. He goes after fam- when someone in his family member turns 17, he goes after him on Halloween. Okay. Which is immediately abandoned after this movie. Well, yes. So it's not, it's not lore. <laughs> it's, it's the lore of this movie, which Correct. again plays it plays into my uh, theory. Later. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a lore for this movie only, but not lore into the franchise as a whole. All right, so I'm gonna get into my highlights first. I'm gonna go into your highlights if you have any highlights uh-huh. for me. Is I think we finally see Laurie Strode the way she should be because she was the cowardly final girl. I won't say cowardly, but the victim final girl. Yeah. She did nothing in two. Now we get to see her as a badass. Yeah, well, and, and, like I said, I, th- I think that's, we talked about this when we were talking about Halloween too. Is I think they unfairly took away yeah. what strength she had and yes, and made her just like a a whimpering victim. Yes, and I like that we got that. I I, I like that we got. All right, you know he's come after her, you know twice in the same night and again, and she's not taking the shit anymore, and she's doing it on her own terms. That she became. Right. The hunter, and I liked it. I liked the strong, like the strong Laurie Strode slash Carrie Tate. That was, I mean, that's. I think that's what we needed because we don't need, you know, we don't need final girls or scream queens to be weak. I they need to be strong. Ripley was always strong, and I don't see any reason why Laurie Strode couldn't be either. No, yeah, I mean it's yeah, it's it's great that they did that. At least they didn't have her be, you know, the whimpering victim like she was in right. the second one. Yeah, and that was and the, and the first one is understandable. I mean, yeah, she's seventeen years old. She's being chased by a large dude with a knife. But I mean, she was keeping it together for the most part. You know, she was like making sure those kids were safe and yeah. shit. I mean, you know, she had her shit together. Yeah. Um. I mean, obviously, she was like you know fucked up at the end of it. Well, yeah. Uh, but yeah, and then the second one, they just like. Yeah, took her, her her power and her like personality away. Right. Um, but yeah, no, yeah, I'll, I hear that. What about highlights for you? Um, highlights. <laughs> Let me see. Um, I don't know. Probably the <laughs> Joseph Gordon-Levitt part. In the beginning. <laughs> I mean, it was great. You know, with the whole hockey stick thing, it was like you got. You got uh, to know a lot about his character in like the you know minute right. he existed, yeah. Um, and then he you know sadly got killed by his own hockey skate right. through his face, yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought that part was pretty good. All right, low points for me clearly the mask for that one yeah. couple second scene. Um, you know, so that was that was that that was definitely a big low point. Um, I don't know how I feel about that many survivors of it. Huh. Um, because I I, I I felt like it took away, and they tried to. Now you said it, the scream mentality of multiple survivors. You know. Well, again, again, it just it felt like they were, you know, just doing the trope thing of that time period of the late nineties, early two thousands. 
This is just the Halloween version of those movies. Right. You know, it was like they again, didn't well, get rid of the fi- there was no final girl or boy. It was a group final. Well, yeah, I mean, but again, that we'll, that we'll, that we'll roll into that's what, that's what my low point is, is just how generic it was. Like how, how generic it was, you know, for being, you know, this thing that they pushed is like, oh, the return to form, you know, Michael is back to his, you know, true form, blah, 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 yeah. all this stuff. And like so many of these, you know, the horror people that I was hanging out with at that time bought into it and tried telling me that this was like, oh, yeah, it's great. And watching it now, it's like, you guys are full of crap. Like, this is, this is not great. I mean, it's just a Halloween version of the movie that had been coming out already for several years. You know, it was original when Scream did it. And this is a few years later. Yeah. We are, it's not original anymore. You're just redoing something that already exists. Yeah. We already had two Screams at this point. We had a, right. at least one. I know we did last summer at this point. Right. Again, it's like they're just doing the Halloween version of that. It just feels like there's not a lot of soul to it. Um, it just feels like it's just, you know, a cash grab trying to like, you know, cash in on their icon that they have in the, in the horror, you know, world well, do you throwing f- their, their hat in that ring. Do you feel like it was attempt at a soft reboot? Um, I mean, yeah, obviously it is. I mean, because they're, they basically cut out four five and six, right. right. Um, intentionally. And like I said, I don't think they needed to, because again, no. they don't even give an explanation as to where he was for the last 20 years. Right. So, I mean, it, it, he could have been doing all that stuff. It doesn't matter. I don't know why they felt the need to specifically say it was a different timeline. Yeah. It's odd. All right. So, I mean, I enjoy this movie. Um, so for, for our, we're sticking with our butcher knives out of 10 for our scale for this, for this one. Um, I'm probably going to give this an eight personally. What about you? Uh, I will give this one uh, four. A four? four butcher knives out of ten. Yes. Wow! I was just—I was very disappointed, you know, especially when everybody was hyping this thing up as as being the you know, oh, it's a do revival, and I watched it. It was just the same generic movie that I've seen a bunch of times. And again, it it, it cues up to why I was so tired of horror movies at that time period. That's probably it's probably triggered that part of me is why I despised it so much. Is it just it was just doing the same generic garbage, which is why I just stopped watching horror around this time period. So everybody was doing the same thing. Do you think if you would have watched it in ninety eight you would have different opinions or do you think it would have been the same? I think I would probably dislike it even more, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> because I was already done at that time, and if yeah. I would have watched this, I would have been even more done. That's fair. All right. Well then do you want to bring bring us into Halloween Resurrection? Halloween Resurrection, which is a continuation of H2O um, for a very short period of time and then becomes its own thing. Uh, So essentially, it opens up with um, uh, Laurie Strode is now in a mental hospital. Um, And it is, what, been three years since? Three years, yep. Four years years real time, three years. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, yeah, Ben. Three years, Laurie Strode is in um, th- this mental hospital. Um, you know, the nurses are are kind of, you know, basically giving you a recap of what's been happened up to this point uh, while walking into her thing, saying that, oh, she doesn't talk to anybody. She doesn't move. She doesn't say anything. Um, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, she got attacked by Michael Myers. He's a sister. She's back to being Laurie Strode and not, you know, Terry to Carrie Tate, whatever her name was. Carrie Tate. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, so they you know give her, you know, her drugs for the night, um, and then they walk away. Um, and as soon as they leave the room, you know, obviously she's like, you know, okay, and she like you know spits out her pills and puts them in her raggedy ann doll that she's got which is like full of pills obviously she's refusing to take her medication it has been maybe it was a reference to annabelle i don't know what annabelle i don't know what that is the haunted raggedy ann doll oh maybe i haven't i haven't seen those (laughs) okay um but uh yeah so there you know she's like watching out the window like waiting for for michael to come back and of course he does. Yes. Um, and, and again, there's no um, explanation. <laughs> there's no like anything. There's no, you know, there's no any attempt to like intro this at all. He's just back, period. That's it. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, he comes to her door. She is, of course, ready for him. So he just like a casually walks through the door. Like, I mean, it's supposed to be like high security, like psychic ward, right? And he just like casually kind of like walks through this door. Like it's made out of balsa wood. Yes. Um, and as he walks in, he thinks he sees her in the bed. And of course it's just blankets. And then she hits him with a lamp and they're like, you know, they chase each other around and they end up on the roof. Um, and then uh, Michael walks over cause she put like a sheet over the edge of the roof. And so he walks over to look at the sheet and then she like announces her presence by like slamming the door open when she's still like, what 30 feet away i'm like yeah. why why would you do that <laughs> um so you know anyway she hits this button and it's like some trap where he gets like pulled up on a rope to this like crane thing and then it's like you know he's like hanging you know over the edge of the roof um you know from this rope or whatever and and then i don't know what she was thinking she like she she you know, he had dropped the knife when, when he got pulled up there. So she picked up the knife and she starts cutting the rope. And then he starts like holding his ears. Like he doesn't like the sound of it or something. I yeah. don't know what the hell they were trying to like telegraph there, but it didn't, I don't understand what that meant. And then of course, because he did that. So she stopped cutting the rope and then she was like, decided to look at his face. Well, do you know why? Uh, well, yeah, because. Yeah, the, she the the callback was in the in H two O when she chopped his head off. It wasn't him. Yes, he he took the place of the paramedic. So like up until the point where he fell into that table happened, and then when he was on the table, the paramedic came and of course he was all by himself. Um, he came up and and he got choked and his larynx got crushed, so he was unable to speak, and so Michael put his over coveralls and his mask on the paramedic and then michael took the paramedic's clothes yes um so then with all that stuff that happened with him coming out of the body bag and her hitting him with the car and then her chopping his head off that was a paramedic that was unable to speak that wasn't michael myers um right so so she decides to like oh let's look at his face to make sure it's not the paramedic again uh, and his long drawn out reaching for his face and like uh, to the shock of absolutely no one, he grabs her hand and, you know, knocks the knife out of her hand. Um, and then like the rope starts fraying and then, you know, she can't get away. So he falls and she falls and then he like stabs her <laughs> while he's like holding on to her and then drops her. And it is like the weakest death I've ever seen for a main character. 
I think, ever. Because she like just does this like flailing falling thing. It looks like she fell about ten feet. Yes. Into a bed of like lush, cushy ferns. Uh-huh. It was like it did not look I was like, is she supposed to be dead? Because that did not look like a death. That looked like she fell into a nice cozy, you know, bed. Yes. We'll we'll discuss that um, later in our theories. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so she is apparently dead, and then she exits the movie, never to return. Um, so but the movie goes on <laughs> for for reasons unknown. Um, so basically we cut to um some college kids, um, and a very young Katie Sackoff, who I was very, you know, happy to see. Mm-hmm. I didn't know she was in this. I was was happy about that. I like Katie Sackoff. Um, anyway, so you know she's like running around and you know telling her friends, um, Sarah and Rudy. Yeah. I think are her friends' yes. names. Yeah. <clears throat> um. So they, they like they won a spot on like this like horror reality show called like Murdertainment. Yes. Uh, and it's basically, yeah, they get to go on their own reality show where they get to like, you know, stay the night in a haunted house. And it's going to be um, Michael's house in Haddonfield, Illinois. Um, so they're all excited. All three of them got picked to be on this show. Um, so they're all, you know, excited. The one Sarah is like the stick in the mud that doesn't want to go. And they end up convincing her to go because there's some kind of scholarship attached to it or something. Yeah. Yeah, so they essentially they're all excited. So they, you know, uh, Katie Sackoff, Jen is like, uh, you know, the one that that wants like the FaceTime. Um, Sarah is the reluctant one, just doing it for the uh, <clears throat> the scholarship. And Rudy's like super into food. Yes, like he thinks that everything bad that happens in the world is because people have poor diets. <laughs> yes, <clears throat> which he actually does say multiple times. Oh yeah. Uh, anyway, so uh, yeah, cuts to them like they they get to Haddonfield, Illinois, um, and they like are interviewing for the show, um, you know. So you kind of get to see everybody's personality. So it's those three, and then there's three other people um, that are a part of it. There's one um, I don't know. I'll call her the smart girl because I don't remember her name. The bl- the redhead one. Would you say um, liberal arts? Like, <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Smart liberal arts student, right? Yeah. With the with the red hair, I don't remember her name. Um, then there was like uh shaggy haired musician guy. Looks like Danny Masterson. Um, yes, yes. <laughs> um, and then there was oh, there was six, right? Yeah, and then there was like some like kind of like just kind of sleazy preppy dude, like a little guy. Yeah, but I, I I never Kevin from American Pie. Right, right. Um, so yeah, so you kind of, you know, when they're doing like their interviews for the show, you kind of get like a little feel for like their personality. Right. Yeah. Um, about as much as we just discussed. Um, so then they're like immediately cut to them, um, going into the house and they, you know, they put these like cameras on it. So they got little cameras on their head. They set up all the cameras in the house. Um, and of course, Michael is already there. Yep. And Michael actually makes his first kill before they even get in the house. He kills the guy that's setting up the cameras, and apparently no one notices. <laughs> well, because Tyra Banks was making a really frothy frappuccino thing in the garage. Okay, that drink looked terrible. It looked like she mixed it, a. I'm pretty sure. Looks like she mixed a chocolate popsicle in there too. <laughs> right. It, yeah. It looks. I don't think Tyra Banks at that point in time had ever made her own coffee before. No. <laughs> 
because she's like trying to make like a frappuccino or something and it's like a a frappuccino being made by someone who's never made a frappuccino before and doesn't know how they work yeah um so yeah so she's doing all that while the you know kids getting murdered on camera and of course she doesn't turn back around until the camera is already set down and she's like oh good shot buddy and then like no one sees them ever again and no one raises any alarms at all yeah even though there's only three of them and now there's two of them (laughs) (laughs) right there's yeah there's literally three producers for this show (laughs) and one of them is gone before the show even starts and nobody cares yeah um so anyway yeah so they all go in the house um and their job is to like you know walk around the house and like try to find clues as to like why michael is the way he is 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 i believe that the hook that is supposed to be why people are watching so it's like an an internet show where you can like click on whatever cameras you want yes to like you know look at the rest of the house kind of because they did something that no ghost hunting paranormal show does is they're all wearing head cameras so you see what they see right yeah um and then yeah there's like a kind of a minor scene um that we have to mention where there's like she has like her um sorry sarah the reluctant girl um has like this friend deckard uh deckard uh well deckard is like his handle his online handle yes um, but anyway, so like they're like internet friends, and so he promised her that he would watch the show or something. And she's using this like ancient Palm Pilot phone thing, and it's like she's like texting, and it's like it's supposed to be like I'm guessing like you know the big technology at the time, but it looks like garbage. Yes, but yeah. <laughs> so and it and it types out the words really really slow. However, it's real time. <laughs> but yeah and i know it was hp i don't know what it actually was i have no was, idea i'm sure it was product placement put specifically in this movie yes uh, but anyway so we have to mention that because it does play a part um towards the end um so well anyway and then deckard goes to a halloween party um and then like very quickly goes off into a side room and brings up this show on the computer and then is watching it for the whole rest of it that's really all we need to know about him. Yes, and, and it's and it's 2001, and we're having real-time streaming on the internet and right. Apple QuickTime <laughs> runtime. Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, it's not very believable, but yeah, whatever. That's the premise for, for what's going on. Um, so, yeah, so the, uh, you know, the people are like, you know, the six of them are like looking through the house. They kind of pair off. To where it's um, a smart girl and musician guy. Um, then it's Jen and uh, creepy preppy guy. We'll just call him Kevin. I don't know. I don't remember his name. I'm going to call him Mr. Hands. Mr. Hands. All because, right. because he keeps touching Jen and she keeps telling him to not touch her. I mean, it's like I mean, essentially like sexual harassment, but in in a fun way. It's Kay Sackoff, though. <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> but it's. It's like this in the early 2000s when this was still like, okay, I guess. Well, he kept trying to get um, her to do all these things on camera. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Again, this is why I call him like, you know, Mr. Hands. He's like the creepy preppy. Right, you know yeah, what I mean? Let's call like, Mr. Hands. I'm good with that. Or or, or, or Mr. Date Rape. <laughs> or some, Mr. Hands is a, is a polite way of saying that. Mr. Girls Gone um, Wild. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's, not, he's not a pleasant guy. You can tell he's probably done some shady stuff. Yes. But anyway. Um, so yeah, so that they're pair up and then it's, uh, Sarah, the reluctant girl, and then Rudy, the chef, 
um, are going in there. So, of course, Rudy the chef wants to go in the kitchen. And he's, like, looking at all the spices and seeing how fresh they are, which doesn't – I don't understand why they did that because it doesn't play in at all, but whatever. Um, so, yeah, the first – I think the first kind of major thing that happens is because, uh, yeah – Jen and Mr. Hands are upstairs in the old bedroom, the bedroom that um, uh, Michael Myers killed his sister in yes. when he was six years old. Um, and so, yeah, Mr. Hands is trying to get Katie Sackoff to to flash the camera um, because, oh, you want to be famous, flash the camera, you'll be famous. And, you know, oh, whatever. 1,000 screens will light up. Oh, yeah. 1,000. 1, That's a lot. 1, That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so she's like, you know, kind of teasing him and messing with him. Um, and, you know, and then, of course, kind of blows him off. So he gets kind of pissy and he like storms off. Um, and then she, you know, and then he can't find her. And he's like, oh, where is she? And she like goes in another room and screams. And so then like he goes over there to see what was going on. And she like pops out with the flashlight to scare him. Um, and he gets all pissy about it. Yes. And he, and he and he like leaves and he like goes to this mirror and he's like I'm gonna get her back like I'm like dude you just got scared it's a haunted house like I don't understand why you're so pissed off but again this guy's not a nice dude right so of course he's the first one to die so Michael Myers comes out of the mirror that he's looking in and kills him drags him into the mirror the like the wall behind the mirror so like he was like you know in the walls like it's the people under the stairs or something. Um, and then kills him, right? Yeah. And then nobody really seems to miss him. No. <laughs> like, I don't think anybody even realizes he's gone. Correct. Um, yeah. So anyway, so yeah, Jen is like, oh, that's interesting. He's not here anymore. Whatever. Move on. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, and then we got a smart girl, musician guy. We're like looking around in the basement. They find like this little like manhole looking thing. Um, they climb down there and it looks like a like a cell. And there's like all these like chains in the walls. I guess they're trying to insinuate that like I think well, they're trying to insinuate that, you know, Michael Myers was like chained up down there or something. They're trying to insinuate that Rob Zombie watched this part. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's like uh you know, so of course when you see like a cell with a child that was potentially like abused and chained up, I mean it's horny time, right? Right. Always. Um, so, yes. Yeah, so, yeah. So, smart girl and musician guy start, like, making out. Of course, uh, smart girl takes her top off immediately. Um, and they think that, oh, there's no cameras down here. And they, so, they take their cameras off. And, of course, one of them is conveniently pointing directly at them. Yes. Um, so, yeah. As they're, like, making out, she's got her top off. Then the wall, like, starts, looks like it's breathing. And then it just, like, explodes. And, like, all these, like, body parts and skeletons fall out. Um, and they're all like scared at first. They're like, Oh, it's all his victims, you know? And then they look and, and, uh, the musician guy finds one of the arms actually has like a maiden Taiwan sticker on it. Yep. Um, so yeah, at this point, you know, they realize that, okay, the people who are the producers of this show have like staged a bunch of stuff to scare them. And then we kind of cut to, Oh, I, I don't, I've mentioned that the, the host of the show is Busta Rhymes. Yes. Um, who is the, a rapper in this movie is why I call it the rapper timeline because each one of these movies has a rapper in it. Um, so yeah, he's the the main producer guy. Tyra Banks is assistant. Um, I think that's how it goes. Yeah, appears to be anyway. 
Um, so it kind of cuts to them, like, you know, they're drinking wine and like celebrating the success of their show and like everything is working out. Like, you know, that collapse thing happened, you know, perfectly the way that they wanted it to. So, yeah. you know, I guess now we were all in the, in the loop as though, you know, what's going on. This is just for ratings and stuff. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, some paranormal shows staged. Imagine that. <laughs> right. Right. So yeah, musician guy is apparently no longer horny and just leaves her down there. Um, and she sees like behind where all the bodies fell down, there's like a there's like a light in the wall. Like it actually goes further. And she's like, Hey, there's something down here. He doesn't respond. <laughs> doesn't doesn't care at all. So she just walks that you know through this hole in the wall and finds out it looks like some old like sewer or like some old like you know tunnels or something. Right. Whatever it is. But she ends up finding a bunch of like, you know, dolls with like nails through the eyes and like a bunch of like half eaten rats and all kinds of other stuff like that. I guess they're kind of sort of insinuating that this is like where Michael lives. Yeah. Um and this is how he gets to like between the walls of his house is because he's like, you know, he's got like secret passages underneath his house and throughout the house. Whatever. Yes. He's Bram's the boy. <laughs> right. Right. <clears throat> right. So, um, you know, she's walking around in there and of course, Michael corners her. And at this point, like we see Buster rhymes put on the, uh, like he dresses up as Michael Myers. Like he's going to go in there and scare them. Right. Yeah. And this is the first scene right after that. And I was like, pretty i was like 90 percent sure that that was busta rhymes like pushing her back i'm like okay what are we gonna cut to like him going oh you know scotch or whatever and it doesn't and he picks her <laughs> it is michael he picks her up and like impales her on like this piece of fence yeah like a metal piece of a fence and so she gets impaled and dies um yeah so i was genuinely surprised that that wasn't busta rhymes at that point um so then now we go back so now there was now there's four of them <laughs> Um, so they, they, <laughs> we go back in the house and they're like, they're trying to like, they're starting to see that like stuff is going on. Right. Yeah. Um, so that at this point, um, yeah, Jen is like screaming upstairs because she, um, opened up the attic and found Mr. Hands dead, like bleeding, hanging, you know, praying from the attic. So she screams again. Um, and they're all like, oh, whatever. You're just messing with us. Um, and so, but they can see her. She's at the top of the stairs, but she's got like blood on her face and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then of course, Michael Myers comes out behind her and goes, Oh my God, you know, it's Michael. They're all scared. So she runs downstairs. Michael Myers comes down after her. A uh, musician guy comes out and like hits him in the back of the head with something. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and then we like find out that it's just Busta Rhymes and he tells them all to turn their cameras off. And he's like, oh, What the hell, man? Why are you hitting me so hard? <laughs> We're just doing for um, the ratings. So Right, yeah. So that's that's what they they're all now aware of what this is all about. Yep. Um, yeah. So that they you know cut to the you know Busta Rhymes leaves. Um, they all turn their cameras back on, and then they just kind of you know wander around like they they like think this is all fake now, even though Jen like literally saw a body. <laughs> but I guess maybe she thought it was fake or whatever. I don't. Yeah. Know. <clears throat> um. Yeah, so let's say I'm trying to remember who is guys because it's Rudy, uh, reluctant Sarah, Jen, and musician guy. Yes, I believe musician guy is next. Jen, Jen is next. Yeah, because she's at the top of the stairs. The rest of them are downstairs because they they were they were still believing it was fake, and then he comes out and cuts 
Jen's head off. All right, right, right. Yeah, one swipe with a like generic ass kitchen knife. Yes. Um. Right. Yeah. So, but it was right after the Busta Rhymes thing. So they thought they thought he was just Busta Rhymes, but it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he kills her, and then he kills um the musician guy right after that. Yeah, because he starts going after them and like crushes his head. Right. Yeah. He just like picks him up and just squeezes his head to like his eyes bleed, and then he just apparently dies. He bleeds a little bit from yeah. the eyes. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I thought they were gonna do like a big crunch or something, but they didn't. He just <laughs> he just drops him and that's it. Um, so and then he chases Rudy in the kitchen, and then Rudy is like, you know, throwing spices at him. And <laughs> the spices came back in the play, <laughs> right? Yeah, he's throwing spices at him, and then he picks up two knives, and then obviously, he, like he thinks he's like a sushi chef, and he's gonna like chop him up. You so like he's, sushi? Like, he's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's like doing all these like you know hibachi knife flips at him and stuff, and. Um, but, you know, like, of course, Michael just like deflects it all, grabs the knives and then stabs him into the door yep. with both of his knives and another knife that he picks up on the door. So he ends up getting stabbed through the door with three different knives. And he does his, you know, his, his thing that he normally does where he stabs people into the wall and they just stick. Hey, there. it took three knives this time. Okay. Right. Yeah. At least. Yeah. Three <laughs> knives. He, he guessed the weight and he knew he needed three and not two. Two wouldn't do it. Yes. <laughs> um yeah so then uh of course he's like uh chasing um sarah a reluctant girl through the house um she finds uh tyra banks dead in the garage um she slips and falls on her blood uh michael finds her in there she finds a chainsaw she tries fighting him with the chainsaw she like hits him a bunch of times with the chainsaw but it does it has no effect um, and then, of course, the chainsaw runs out of gas. Um, and then she was trying to fight with something else. Um, and then Buster, well, actually, Buster Rhymes came back in one more time and he got stabbed. Yeah. Because he was trying to save her um, the first time. And then that's when she ran in the garage. And then Buster Rhymes comes back again. Right. You also forgot. Um, after, yeah, you also forgot when she's going through the house that she's calling out to Deckard, who's watching, and he's texting right. her on the live stream in real time to give her the location <laughs> right. of Michael Myers. That's how good the internet was in 2001. Right. <laughs> and that's how good with this like HP Palm pilot. Yeah. Generic thing. Yes. <laughs> like typed painfully slow. Yes. Um, but yeah, they kept like showing off that technology, which I, I never, I'd never seen anybody with anything like that. No. So I don't think that ever took off. Uh, but that time period was there was a lot of technology that never went anywhere. Um. Anyway, yeah. So yeah, Buster Rhymes comes in and starts doing like kung fu moves on Michael Myers, like spin kicks, and he's like, "It's ridiculous." Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, yeah, and then they does he does he end up killing Buster Rhymes? I don't no. even remember. No. no. Yeah, so, oh no, that's right. Okay, I remember him talking to the news people. Yes. Um, so yeah, so they end up um like they're fighting Michael Myers and like he he ends up like electrocuting him. He's standing with, in like, the blood. Sound wire. Yeah, he's electrocuting him with sound wires, and then he like knocks him into other wires and he just gets electrocuted from like ten different places at once. Um and then he's dead and on fire. And then they um they leave and then you know they show him dead they show his melted face in the 
the body bag. Or no, they don't show no. his melted face until the coroner later on. Yeah. But they do look at his face. Yes. Said, but they don't show us what it looks like until later. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, they go to talk to the news people. And then Busta Rhymes is all like, you know. Oh, you're. What the, you Michael Myers is not a soundbite. Yeah. 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 <laughs> even though, like, he is the one who made a haunted house in his house. Yes. With, like, fake body parts and shit. Like, really? Yes. You're not on a high horse, but yes. anyway, yeah. And then they cut to uh, the morgue, um, you know, to where she unzips the body bag and sees his melted face. And then as she's like, you know, doing her job, he opens his eyes like he's still alive. Yep. But thankfully, they never made a direct sequel to this movie. Or did they? <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to get into the time that theory that's going to continue for me throughout the rest of these. So. Yeah, well, we can get there now. Uh, um, so, yeah, so Elphine, the movie is over. Yes. What was your first thought seeing this movie? Is this, do you rewatch this one with H2O? I have to. It's, it's a sister movie. It's, so you, have, no, you well, have to watch Halloween and Halloween 2. You have to watch 4 and 5. Okay. You have to watch the H2O and this. Right. Well, okay. Well, 1 and 2, yeah, I get. Right? 4 and 5, yeah, I get. H2O in this one, I get, but you could turn it off after five minutes. Right. <laughs> I mean, because like the part with, with Laurie Strode at the beginning, yes, is a direct continuation of HTO, but literally after that, it is a completely different movie. It, yeah. it has no ties to any of the lore at all. Correct. Um, but I think this was the first Halloween movie I saw in theaters. It was <laughs> a, well, one to go see in theaters. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, first thought, I immediately hated it. <laughs> yeah, I think mean, that's fair. Um, because I go, this is not a Halloween movie. Because at, up until this point in time, you know, regardless of of Laurie Strode or how other people are related, this is kind of the first thing that has a group of people that have no connection to Michael Myers. Right. At all. Correct. Which is weird because Halloween's about usually about family ish. Right. Well, it's, yeah, it's about some form of legacy. Right. It always has been. Right. And this one, yeah, it has it for like five minutes and then it doesn't. Um, I was upset that they alluded to the death of Laurie Strode. Um, And but again, it didn't even look like a death. No, was, I mean that was like it was like a gently low, a gentle lowering. Yes, onto <laughs> a bed of of plants. Like I said we'll we'll get like into part of that here, and then we'll get into the part of that when we cover the, the new trilogy as well. Um, yeah. for my theories, uh, but I just thought, you know, like I said, I was excited because the first Halloween I was able to see in theaters, disappointed by it as a whole and realistically even the rewatches do i watch it yeah because i think it's the sister movie to h2o do i enjoy it no uh. um i know this is your first watch of it so what were your thoughts on yes um i was again i was just surprised because like jamie lee curtis is on the cover of this movie yes like everywhere, the, I mean, the posters, the synopsis, everywhere they have her picture posted. They have her picture posted with short hair too. Yes. 
have her picture posted with short hair as if she's like the main cast of this movie. Like she, it shows her with all the other characters as in like, she's going to be a main part of this movie. And then she's dead. And I like literally at the end when Busta Rhymes kicked the door down. I was like, here's Laurie Strode. Like literally I was like waiting for her to come back because it, it was such a jarring, weird death that it just brought her out of the story. Like I literally thought it was going to be her kicking down the door. Yeah. I was like, oh, she's finally here. And then it was Busta Rhymes again. He came, he like literally came back twice. Yes. I'm like, ugh. Getting stabbed in the neck isn't fatal. Come on. No, not at all. Well, he was wearing coveralls, which, I mean, is the reason why Michael Myers survived so much. Yes, they're magic so coveralls. Maybe, yeah, he figured out the, the whole thing. Maybe he found those coveralls in the basement. Maybe. They're his magical Michael coveralls. So that yeah, was your first um, thought, then. Yeah, I just say my first thought is just very jarring. I was like waiting for it to tie back into Laurie Strode in some way. Like I was waiting for her to show back up with short hair and be like, you know, like I'll I'll take him down or whatever, you know, something like that. I just I was ready for it to be like just completely done. It was bizarre. Yeah. So yeah, it was like watching another movie. It, it really just felt like another script that they just tacked on that beginning part to get Laurie Strode out of the way, so that they could have the rest of this movie happen. You- and then like the the Michael Myers character could have been played by anybody. It didn't have to be Michael Myers at all. Do you feel like that they try to make this a passing of the torch movie? That they killed the legacy. Uh, they brought in the new final girl. No, not really. I mean, I don't think they, I don't think that was the purpose of this. I think the purpose of it was just to make money because they, they probably just had this script sitting around. They didn't know how to sell it. So they just attached like they did with the Hellraiser ones. We discussed with those. So they just kind of tacked on this, you know, Michael Myers element to this movie that really has nothing to do with Michael Myers at all. Right. I mean, you could easily rewrite this as any other scary <laughs> serial killer person at all, right? And it could have been anybody. It didn't matter, right? And this had no real legacy tie other than the first five minutes. And that was something that they could have just tacked on because it was in a completely different location. Yeah. Completely unrelated to the rest of it. They don't explain how Michael survives that or how, why he goes back to his house. Right. I mean, whatever. Well, I mean, they don't they don't allude to like, oh, maybe that's where he was living for the 20 years. No, they're even I mean, they they like say there's an offhand comment. Is this where he's been living? That's it. That was well, it. do you think that we'll, we'll tie that into lore? Do you think that's the lore is that he always wants to go home and he doesn't live in the house? He lives in the sub basement instead. Uh, I mean, that's fine. But again, that's like. Dr. Loomis keeps saying he's going to go back home and he doesn't. Right. <laughs> the only time he goes back home is when he's lured there by Dr. Loomis because he brought the girl there. Yeah. That was the only reason he went back. Other than that, he didn't ever show back up at his house. He didn't. He didn't Halloween one. He just went home. Well, yeah. And the first one, but that was the whole reason why he started following Lori Strode is because she was the first person that came up to his door. Right. And in his fucked up state of mind, he saw that as an invitation. 
So right. do you- so yeah, that that happened. So yeah, he just wanted to contently live in his house by himself. And then, of course, she came up and interrupted him, and she saw it as an invitation, and that's how the whole first one happened. But like the rest of these, where they keep saying, oh, he wants to go home, I don't think he does. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he does at all. I think they keep dragging him back there. I don't think he wants to go back there. Yeah. Um, so lore-wise, though, they threw in fake lore. Well, well here's the thing is that they kind of alluded to like, oh, this hidden cell in the basement um, is where he must have been chained up and treated badly. There was like a, the the high chair that they pulled out of the, the hidden compartment that had like, you know, straps and like uh, a padlock. On yeah. It, right. You know, so like, you know, oh, like he must have been treated badly. But then again, the, the body parts falling out of the wall said that the, all this stuff was staged. So, we have no idea what was staged and what was real. Correct. So, again, I, there might have been lore. There might not have. No one clarified what was there and what wasn't there. Like, if there was a point where Buster Rhymes went in there and be like, I didn't put this here, then we can go, okay, that was real lore. Right. <laughs> right? But not, that never happened. And we know they were down in that room because that they put the bodies in the wall. Right. So they were obviously had knew about both parts of that stuff down there. Yeah. You know, like the secret room supposedly that he killed um the girl on the fence. Yeah. And then like the secret cell, we the Buster Rhymes knew about that stuff. So who knows? I mean, who knows what's lore, who knows what's do you, not. We do don't you know. feel like you know, this was a, a commentary on even at the time reality TV, the new technology and you know, we're years before the the faking of you know, haunted things to to draw the crowd to stage things. Well, I think I think it was an excuse to do like a found footage movie um in this time period with the style of the movies that were coming out at that time. Again, I don't I don't think this was written as a as a Halloween movie. I think it was adapted into a Halloween movie. I think this was just, you know, a typical generic early 2000s horror movie that was supposed to be a bunch of kids in a house where, you know, that think that think they're in like a, you know, a haunted house show and it turns out to be real. But with the addition of it's now a trope that in someone's house, that the killer lives in the walls. Right. I can see that. Right. So, I mean, that's, that's essentially to me, that's what this movie feels like. Do you think they're poking fun at the lore that came before, saying there has to be a reason? It just can't be he's crazy. Like there has to be a reason. Yeah, for you know it. the funny thing. Yeah, like you told me before, like you didn't really, you don't really like this movie yeah. that much. And as I was going into it, this was before I knew that it was staged. I was like, that's why he doesn't like this movie. It's like, because they, they, they tried to give background information to Michael Myers as to why he's fucked up. That's why he hates it. But then I found out, then the bust the Rhymes thing happened, and I'm like, okay, well, we don't know whether this is real and what isn't, so I don't think that's why. But now, like now you know why I don't like it. <laughs> Well, I'm just saying, like when it was when it, we first when we first saw that that high chair when they pulled it out, I was like, "That's why he hates this movie." They tried to give Michael Myers a, a past and a background. I mean, it's, it, I mean it's, I, that wasn't the case. It's it's a fair assumption of you. I'm not going to lie. It's a fair <laughs> assumption. Right. right. Um, what about highlights for you? Uh, highlights would be Katie Sackhoff. Really? 
I really like Katie Sackhoff, and I like seeing her in this movie. And I, I like seeing her in this, like, goofy role. She doesn't play, like, the the kind of bubbly character no. like this. this no, is she's like a hard really ass. Only, <laughs> right. She's always a hard ass, always tough, you know, always, you know, this is the first time you see her as, like, I, don't, I wouldn't necessarily call her a victim, but, you know, more as, like, the, you know, like, the, the typical, like, girly girl, she, right? To me. For lack of a better to word. To me, I was discussing with the wife when we watched this again. She looks and acts like Brittany Murphy. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you that. Like, but a uh, lot. this this was the time. Yeah, this was the time period. Right. A lot of people were were stretching for that. Yeah, I don't think she was stretching for that. I think the people who made this movie were stretching yeah. for that. I am surprised. Yeah. So it was. Go on. Uh, oh. No, I just said I was just very surprised to see her acting in this role. Yes. Like, you know, I want you know I want to be the center of attention. Yeah. You know? I want to be beautiful. Like it was just, it was very odd seeing her. And she did. She also reminded me of Jenny McCarthy in scream three. Yeah. The same thing. Right. Which scream three had come out a year before this. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And again, it's like, but, um, you know, like, I mean, Katie Sagan did a good job. I mean, she played the character. Well, she played it exactly. how it was supposed to be. It's just odd seeing her in that role. Did you like um, her in that role, though? I thought she looked good, <laughs> but no, I did. I did like her in that role. Um, I mean, obviously, she's she's beautiful, and yes, yes. <laughs> I did enjoy. I did enjoy seeing her, but um, but I think she did. I think she did well. I mean, it's just odd seeing her in that role. But I, again, like in this, you know, movie, that was probably my favorite part. <laughs> There's not a whole lot going for this movie. Well. I mean, this is. I think the first thing I ever saw Kay Sackhoff in. This is a year or two before the limited series of Yeah. You know, Battlestar. Battlestar. Electra, yeah. yeah, the first thing I saw her in was Battlestar. Yeah. yeah. Um but yeah, and I and I loved her then and I've loved her in everything she's been in since. I even watched all of Longmire. You ever watched no. that show? <laughs> yeah, that's it's about a, a sheriff in Wyoming. Yeah. Um, but she's like yeah, she's like the one of his like deputies or whatever. Um, but yeah, I've watched all of that show and I started watching it because she was in it. So now what I was going to say is I'm surprised there's one highlight. Uh, that's not a highlight for you. I what? figured you would like the serial killer, true crime guy in the sanitarium. <laughs> the guy with the clown mask. Yeah, but he's reciting all the he's you know dressed up as John Wayne Gacy. He knows Michael Myers, so he's spouting off these facts, right? And I know you like true crime, and I know stuff like that. I just feel you, you like that guy. I mean, he was a cool guy, but he's not that he got the mask handed to him. <laughs> no, the knife. He got well, the, the knife. knife. Yeah. yeah, he got the knife handed. Yeah. To him. Oh, that was another thing I noticed about well, both the the movie before H two O and this movie. Is whenever he picked up a knife, the next scene it was bloody. Yes. Even though he picked up a fresh knife and has not stabbed anyone since yes. then, the knife was always bloody yes. all the yes. time. Absolutely, I, I noticed that too. <laughs> I was like, "Who did he stab?" I'm, I must have said it like three, four <laughs> times. Like, why is it bloody? Who did he stab? Yeah, I mean, usually he's nice and has fresh, fresh knives before stabbing people again with it. He's he's nice about that. He's not mixing blood. Yeah, give him that. Right? He's he's <laughs> right. he's very, you know, clean with with his killing. Right. Um, yeah, nice. Highlights for me. 
Tough one. Uh, I mean, yes, Jay Sackoff. Uh, I mean, I would say that for for the most of it, we got a lot of unlikable characters, a lot in there, and seeing them die was good because most of yeah. them were annoying as hell. Correct. So that that, that was good. Um, um, yeah, yeah. I can I can roll it into my low point from that. Yeah, here. let's go into it. Uh, uh, my low point in there was Busta Rhymes. <laughs> yeah. Man, he was terrible in this movie. He could not act his way out of a wet paper bag. Man, correct. He is terrible. Yes, every scene he is in, it's like, how did he get this job? I mean, it is it is bad. He was just so terrible. The only time he ever shined a little bit, like he might have actually practiced the line, was at the very end when he was talking about, you know, Michael Myers is in a soundbite. That it sounded like he actually practiced that line. Every all the rest of the time, it just sounded like he was making the shit up. Like at the time, and they just went with it. Well, like, okay, take one, go, done. Well, his facial expressions, the enunciation, just the like he was overacting in everything he was doing, any line delivery, right. Yeah, and it was just it was just again just terrible acting. Like I, mean, I don't know if he just never even went to an acting class or or what, but it was just terrible bad. And it was double bad because he never got killed. Right. <laughs> I can't like you know when people that are terrible actors get killed, it's like oh there's a relief. At least I don't have to watch him act anymore. Right. But no, Buster Rhymes he got killed twice and came back twice. Yes. He kept coming back. I was like oh thank God I don't have to listen to it act anymore. And then he came back again. Yeah. Doing these goofy kung kicks and all this bullshit yeah. i'm like ah <laughs> yeah and then he got killed the second time I'm like oh, okay now he's done no came back again yeah uh, it's terrible um yeah i agree with that as low point um the i i don't know how else they would have done it but the you know the the retconning essentially of the beheading um mm. and you know, Laurie Strode becoming the victim again. That seems that seems to be the pattern, right? Right. <laughs> Strong-ish, not strong. Like I can understand her being upset that she killed an innocent person. Um, and on the rewatches, it still doesn't make any sense. Like how she went out. I didn't like that. Yeah, no, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't get it. I don't. You know, the the very ending of H two O did not make any sense. The very beginning of Resurrection was, I think, a poor way of just trying to hammer on some legacy crap onto this movie. Oh, also low point. People don't talk like that in front of their patients for exposition exposition dumps. Well. They had to, you know, they had to get it from somewhere. Right. It's just like Terminator 2. <laughs> That's what they did in Terminator 2. That's what they have to do here. Yeah. Because, yeah, they, when they went up to, to Linda Hamilton's, you know, Sarah Connor's door, the doctors were talking about how she got here. Yeah. <laughs> because, again, they had to fill you in on what happened between the first movie and this movie. Same thing here. That's fair. It can be done well, and it can be done badly. This was done badly. <laughs> 
it's exactly Terminator Two. Is it do, being done well? This is it being done more bad. <laughs> yes. All right. So, how how many butcher knives out of ten would you give this? Um, this movie. Uh, it's it's uh, four. Four. <laughs> four out of ten butcher knives. It's about the same as H two O. Um, I did, I did like it overall a little bit better, but Busta Rhymes acting <laughs> knocked it down. Uh, I was going to say a five, but Busta Rhymes acting knocked it down to a four. Yeah. Uh, Just cause he was in too many scenes and it, and it really pulled it down. I'm, I'm going down to a four for this <laughs> half the score of H2O for me. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's just yeah, so beautiful for me. Yeah, I just it's it's equally bad. H two O and this one are, are equally bad for different reasons, but equally bad. That's fair. All right, you ready? It's theory time. <sighs> oh, it's theory it's theory okay. time. So here's my theory. Yeah. My my crazy theory is H two O. Right. Um, everything is normal. I think. Until, you know, she's making out with her boyfriend, right? Yes. Um, and, you know, she starts talking about, oh, my name is really Laurie Strode. You know, like, this is all that stuff. You know, uh, you know, she's kind of bringing that stuff back. She had a fight with her son in the morning. That's bringing it back. You know, like, she, she tried to, like, unconvincingly say, oh, I didn't even know it was Halloween. Like, of course he fucking did. You woke up screaming this morning. Right. <laughs> Like, I mean, of course, you know that it's her, her failed attempt to do it. She's trying to keep her son there. They talk about how, you know, she was able to get through most of these other Halloweens because either her old husband or her, I guess they never said she was married, but her, her child's husband or <clears throat> her child's father was there. Yes. Right. Um, to help her through this stuff every Halloween. Now, her son has been there with her every Halloween since then. Right. This year is going to be the first year that he's not there. Okay. Because he's going to this Yosemite trip, which obviously she's very, very, very nervous about, you know, with the whole, Oh, call me twice. And then if you think you've called me too many times, call me one more right. time, you know, but she's like super nervous about this. Now what's happening is that as soon, as soon as she realizes that something might not be right, she has a mental break. Okay. Now, one of the main things that you can, you know, when people start slipping into schizophrenia or start slipping into like real mental illness is they start seeing weird coincidences in life that isn't necessarily there. Yeah. Right. They start looking at things and comparing them and saying, oh, look at this. These are very, very similar. You know, like you can see it in a lot of like conspiracy theorists that have gone a little too far over the edge. They start seeing, you know, they start comparing things that don't make sense. Right. Now that's what she's starting to do. That's when she's going like, Oh, I was 17. My sister was 17. Now my son is 17. You know, again, she's seeing coincidences there where they're not right. She's just trying to put these things together and it's all being triggered because again, she doesn't know where her son is when she goes to make that phone call and the phone doesn't work. Mm -hmm. That's when she has her mental break. Okay. After that point, all of the murders and stuff are done by her. Okay. Okay. Like she has that mental break. She keeps seeing him in the mirror. She keeps seeing him in the window 
because he is right behind her because it is her. And when she doesn't have that, you know, her son there to keep her together for Halloween anymore, right? She's just with her boyfriend who isn't really being all that supportive. He just wants to get laid. Right. Right. And so they're drinking heavily. She's having a very, you know, traumatic time. And then it gets, you know, one step further to where now she can't communicate with her son. She knows he didn't go to Yosemite. She can't get a hold of him. Now she's like freaking out on Halloween, all this added stress. Yeah, she steps over. Okay. And just like I think Loomis did in the original Thorn timeline to where, you know, my theory was that he is the one doing all this horrible shit and he's framing Michael. Right. Yeah. Because he doesn't want people to tell, you know, he doesn't want Michael to tell the world what he did to him. And I think in this one, she just has a mental break to be like the only way for her to be free of him is to become him. Right. Because if you are him and you are doing the things you think he would be doing, then of course that stuff's going to happen. And that's why in the second one, there's no mention of her son. She's a picture of right? a crumpled picture of him. Yeah, but it wasn't, I mean, <laughs> it could have been a crumpled picture of anybody. She's already had a mental break. So are you saying, she might not even, are you saying that, uh, it was the stock photo in the frame? Well, uh, obviously it wasn't, <laughs> I highly doubt it was Josh Hartnett, but, um, but yeah, no, I think she had a mental break and they did catch her. They did talk about her, decapitating a paramedic but i think that she killed all of those people so you're saying this is a high tension yes and i think in the second one to where michael comes and uh you know and and whatever threatens her to the point where she has to try to kill him she just kills herself just straight out she just goes up to the roof and jumps off and she sees that in her head is what's happening is that Michael is trying to kill her and trying to take her with her. But she just straight up kills herself because they already talked about how, you know, though she's gotten out and gotten up to the roof a couple times. Right. I think she just got up there and she just straight up killed herself. Obviously hallucinating the entire time, a mental break. <laughs> you know, she was in that Michael Myers world again, but that's, that's right. I mean, obviously the, that ends there because the rest of the movie is, is a total cut from well, that whole Laurie Strode, time, you know, story. Well, let me ask you this. Yeah. Jumping off of your, your, your theory. What if her falling off was symbolic that she is still Michael Myers and her falling off is the death of Laurie Strode in her personality, in her head. Oh, see, that would make more sense, yeah. right? That would make more sense as to why the movie kept going right. after that. Yeah, so if she survived and then became Michael and then started killing those kids in the mm-hmm. house as Michael, yeah, that would make that would make total sense, and that would be a logical reason why the movie continued to the end. See, that, that, that would, so, yeah, I think that would make sense. And that was a symbolic yeah. death, kind of like identity, where that part of her symbolically died the final girl died from that i like it yeah that's good i like it i like your i like your theory yeah well i mean yeah michael myers is androgynous enough where it could technically be a woman right with the with the sexy 80s power shoulder pads (laughs) (laughs) yeah and the fourth one 
<laughs> man, that is by far the worst. Well, I haven't watched them all yet, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say that's the worst like iteration of Michael Myers. It's the fourth one with those goofy ass <laughs> shoulder pads where it looked like he had no neck and that mask was just terrible. Yeah. And it had like that that black mesh over the eyes, but you could like it was so, so badly done you could see yeah. it. Like it's supposed to be there to look like look like it's always in shadow, but it just you could see it because the lighting was so bad that it was shining directly at. Yeah. It. Ugh. All right. So that's your theory. Continuing, right? So we're unreliable right. narrator still. Yep. Yeah. My theory is this is one timeline. Hundred percent. Everything happened continuity-wise, the entirety of it, because she, we find out in H2O that she faked her death, okay, right, in a, essentially, in in the newspaper, in Loomis's Pepe Silva nurse's office, whatever, I think it was, I'm pretty sure it's his house. And that's where she was taking care of him in, like, hospice or whatever, right? Yeah, I think that's what they all okay. to, right? Uh, they had the article that was in Halloween 4 of the car crash of her faking her death. Okay. Okay. So, I think she faked her death in with 1987. Uh, okay. But... Josh Hartnett would be one year younger than Jamie. So right. the, I'm, I think at that point in time that the father became estranged, took John. She faked her death. So Jamie was given up. And then eventually she comes back through the dad being something happening, a deadbeat dad, because they alluded to that he's a deadbeat dad, so that she got custody of John again fairly recently or past couple of years. So Jamie's dead, her daughter. She got custody mm-hmm. back of John. And because her daughter's dead, that's why she's more protective of John. Okay. Because okay. in the Pepe Silva stuff, we have more murder points than what we saw. We even got pictures of these uh, kitchen shears that Jamie Lloyd used on her foster mom up there. You can say it was an Easter egg, but if he's tracking all these murders, why would he have the, seen the evidence from Jamie Lloyd stabbing her foster mom and the four? If that timeline didn't happen, H two O. Right. Well, they also when you looked at there was a map uh-huh. with pins yes. in it, and those pins were all over. They were like in other right. states. So, I mean, there was like they were clustered mostly around Chicago and right. Illinois, but like you saw, there was like some in Iowa, there right. was like some so, down in like Missouri. So yeah. we see other murders. So they explained that he's being tracked this entire time. So he wasn't in hiding. He's been out there doing other things, other murders. Like I said, we have evidence of other things. And with the serial killer enthusiast, he misquotes the number of people dead 
from Halloween 2. He says three nurses and a paramedic were killed. That's it. Well, no, yeah, he said, well, he says three nurses and a doctor. Yeah, he doesn't mention the paramedics at all. Right. And there's more than that. Well, yeah, there was yeah, the two paramedics, the cop. Right. The, the security guard. There, there's a lot yeah. more than all that. Right. Okay. So I think all that has happened because a lot of those crime scenes and descriptions of murder on the, on the board describe the other murders by Michael Myers in the rest of the movies. You could say they're fun Easter eggs, but if you're going to have that in there, I can I consider it to be lore. No, yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, again, if, if if it exists in other movies and you bring it into this one, you're essentially bringing over the lore of that yes. movie. I mean, that's just the way it is. I mean, if you want to put an Easter egg into you know showing that it's not lore, it, it, it's usually done by like a character making a joke. Right. A character making a joke, which is something that happened in another movie that they're, you know, trying to distance themselves from, but they make the the joke to address the elephant in the room. Kind right. Of. Um, but no, it, and it makes a lot more sense because, again, uh, like I was saying earlier, they don't explain where he's been for the last 20 years right. at all. There's no explanation at all. I mean, obviously, she still thinks he's alive because she's scared that he's going to come back. Right. So obviously, she doesn't think that he was really dead, which means that his body was probably never found. Right. Right. And, and if um, we have Dr. Loomis still alive, still tracking him, that would make more sense too, because that way we don't have the explanation of where he's been. He's been there. He's done all these other things. Right. So that this would be, Did they say how long ago Loomis died? They didn't. They just said he died a while back, but she he, still he died a couple years ago. Right. Yeah. That's they don't give a definitive time. Right. So like what what Halloween six was what? Like ninety five? Ninety six. Yeah. Yeah. So that's again, that's only what, three right. years away. So also, if he wasn't doing all the stuff, why would they have a file? on Lori's trail and calling her uh, Carrie Tate. So he's been in touch with her this entire time. Yeah, that would, that would be my assumption. If, he, if he's got stuff in her file uh, telling, you know, saying like where she is, right? right? Yeah. And what her name is yeah. at the time, right? You'd have to. But no, again, it makes sense because again, there's no explanation where he's been for 20 years. Right. Uh, which means, like, if the rest of these, he had plenty of time to do all the rest of those yes. movies in that twenty yes. years and still make it there right. for that, yeah. And that would better explain why he waited twenty years to go to the nurses, right? Place. Because he was too busy with his granddaughter, right. <laughs> you know, and all that kind of shit. Because she was still in had yes. yeah. And that's why everything's yeah. still there because it's it actually is one timeline. It makes sense. I like and it. I'll give a brief hint of this is, you know, I don't think Laurie Strode's dead. Well, I, <laughs> I don't think she's dead either because it wasn't a very convincing right. death at all. 
I said I kept expecting her to show back up because it was such a cheesy done death, but I if, mean, she didn't. But yeah, I, I if, would one hundred percent believe that. She if lived. the foster mom could live from the kitchen, not shears stabbing, if Doctor Loomis can yeah. live from being blown up, Jamie Lee Curtis getting stabbed once and falling down ten feet is perfectly survivable in this universe. Well, here's the, here's the funny thing is that. It's never even like they don't even have to like explain how both Michael and Dr. Lewis survived that explosion. Right. Like nobody even feels the need to even mention no. it. Like that's how easy it was for them right. to survive. it. <laughs> so, yes, if it's that easy to survive explosions in the universe that they are in. Yes, I'm absolutely positive that they can live through. All, all right. This. So, yeah, in conclusion, one it's one timeline. Laurie shows a shitty mom. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But I think that perfectly lines up. And I think that that will lead into the last trilogy as well. Because when we get to it, I still think it's the same thing. I'll dive deeper into, into that part of it. But everything happened. Even I'm even saying, and we'll get to this next one, that Halloween 3 happened as well in this universe. Um, but I said, I think it makes sense that all this had to happen because Dr. Loomis isn't dumb enough to see other murderers and think they're Michael Myers. He would know the calling card of it. Well, I mean, but also he had all the the sketches up on the wall of Michael Myers' mask. I'm assuming those were sketches of like other crimes that people had seen him. Yeah. So yeah, I'm sure that's how he's tying it all together. So he died tracking him the entire time. Right. Because how else, how else, if someone fakes her death, why would the nurse of Dr. Loomis have a file saying where she was at? That's the only reason that evidence can be there. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, you'd think Dr. Loomis would be smart enough to not to put it in a file called Lori Strode. Right. Like addendum, she faked her own death. Her name is now this. Here's her address and phone right. number. Like, why would you do that? Right. But I don't know. Maybe he's got a bad filing system or something. Clearly. I mean, what? Her sec- she could have became a patient of his. His, his second patient ever. <laughs> yeah. I don't, know how he, I don't know how he kept getting paid. So he did. yeah maybe he's just a trust fund kid right so i mean what do you think of my one timeline there do you think it holds there's there's evidence of it it definitely does yeah it definitely does like i said i was even alluding before you told me about it i was even alluding to that being the case beforehand so yeah no i yeah i'm totally everything's there pointing to these other things already happening In, in the universe so yeah i'm on board so far <laughs> we'll, we'll see how far it stretches when we get to this other challenge. uh yes we will because uh <laughs> both our theories will continue to the the new trilogy as well sweet i can tell yours does too so <laughs> oh we'll get that. well yeah well yeah one more episode of the miscellaneous stuff and then yes we'll get there. All right. Anything else you want to add to your theory? Um, no, I said that's just kind of my the, the, the hints that 
there's more to it. There's more to both of our theories, I believe. Yeah. Well, we'll find out. I haven't seen any of them, so. We'll okay. Perfect. All right. All right. Um, we'll wrap it on that then. Um, and then stay tuned for our next podcast. We'll be discussing part three of the four part Halloween franchise, uh, confusing timeline series that we're doing. Uh, this one is going to be our miscellaneous timeline, um, which is going to be uh, Halloween three season of the witch and then Rob zombies, Halloween one and two. Um, I refer to these as the ones that everyone loves to hate. <laughs> Um, but we will find out those um, later on. And then after that, we will do the um, the newer trilogy. And then we will end it on Halloween Ends, which just released on uh, Friday. 14th, yep. right? Yeah, 10, yeah, October 14th, right. Um, so, yeah, so we'll, we'll get to that at the very end. Um, until then, uh, this is Salem saying, Long live the new flesh. And this is Graveyard saying, Have you checked on the children? Bye. Bye. Mm-hmm.